Well, Mark, first of all, the closing down of Toys R Us, how shocking was that? Well, I don't think it was shocking because we all knew the issues out there and that they've had these for a while and they've been struggling and they've been in bankruptcy court. But I think it's the finality of it, the fact that it is now going to close all their stores throughout the country, impacts thousand employees. And, you know, I'm shocked. I've been hearing from a lot of people all week about the memories. I think people who are in their 40s and 50s, people like myself, who went there as young parents with their kids with toys. I know I went there many Black Fridays, early, early mornings, find that one thing for my daughter. I think there's a lot of memories of this one. I think it's a little hard to watch. It really is. I think, you know, I understand it. It's kind of the way it is now in terms of retail. Everything is online or everything's at a Walmart or a Target. But this one's a little sad for me. Well, as you said, the thing about Toys R Us, you went there to look for a toy and they seem to always have it. They had an incredible selection. They also had the ability, you were saying, to hold the toy, try it out. You know, you could find things. I mean, I'm, you know, again, we went there so many times with my daughter and things and just really liked it. But I can say, you know, I don't think that's the way it is now. Nowadays, you flip on your computer, you click here, you click there, and it's at your house in an hour. So it's kind of hard for them to compete against that. And I think it's just one in another long line of these, unfortunately. So you think it was uh, they're just the way they did business, it was just outdated? That, that was the deal? I think it is. I think the Internet is what really hurt them. Being so specialized and only selling, you know, that one item is going to hurt you in the long run. Nowadays, you're seeing the people who are successful. They sell a lot, and they're very, very active online. And just a hard time to be in retail. There's no doubt about it. You and your colleagues were doing some serious digging this week uh, with regards to the three different sites that Milwaukee actually offered uh, for Amazon's headquarters. Rather interesting the way you got a hold of that information. Uh, what did you learn? You know, we use Open Records Request, which I think is an underused thing out there. We found out that there were actually three areas that they were pitching. One was near the arena, near the new arena, kind of in that area. A number of things that would have happened around the Bucks Arena, in the Park East area, and the old, I call it old now, but the soon-to-be-old Bradley Center site, which is going to be ripped down in fall. They looked there. They looked near the harbor area, kind of the Rockwell Harbor, kind of that area. And they kind of looked in the Reed Street Yards area, which which is right just south of downtown, uh, kind of the water area. So those were the three primaries in Milwaukee that were pitched. Unfortunately, Milwaukee did not end up on the overall Amazon list for its finalists. I guess no one's really surprised. But it would have been interesting to see. But think about that. Think about adding all those thousands and thousands of employees around the new arena, what that would have meant right, really to that project. And it's something the Bucks have talked about. The Bucks want to get a new headquarters in that area to get some new employees there. Well, was this kind of telling in terms of what the uh, Department of Development wants to do in the future in terms of synergy downtown? I mean, they weren't thinking northwest side or anything like that. They wanted a strong urban location, right? Right. I mean, I know they're we're early talks about kind of the Northridge Mall area, but no, it's, you know, what's trying to happen around the new arena is really have a cluster of, you know, kind of live, work, and play. You can live there with apartments, you can work there with headquarters and office buildings, and you can play there with the arena and other activities. So that's kind of what you're seeing, and, you, and those are the large sites. Amazon needed a really large site. It's kind of like Foxconn. Foxconn is not going to locate in a small area. What they need is a large site. That's why they did that, and I think it makes sense. You want to have all these things around one anchor, and the anchor, in this case, would have been our new arena. Okay, we're finally coming to the end of the uh, Miller Park Sunset uh, Regional Tax. I think. We never know, do we, Mark? It just seems like, you know, right now they're talking about 2020 or 2021. I think there'll be some people who'll be very happy it's done. I think there's others of us who just think it was the right thing to do. I and mean, if you look at the success of the stadium, the success of the Brewers, it's hard to argue it wasn't. But I think if you ask people in Racine, I may end up with an argument on that. So I think there's a lot of people who like to see this. And it was a hard thing to implement. Remember, somebody lost their job over this in terms of the state legislature. So it was a tough one. But it's going to end soon. 
you know, when I say soon, a couple of years, I don't see it being extended or, or actually really used in any other way. Yeah. Well, I mean, how, how did it, how legally could it last as long as it did? Well, you got to pay off what is owed. That's that's really what it wants, and it's really a matter of the economy. Remember, we went through the uh, economic downturn in 08 through like 12, and they just didn't make as much money in those years because of the spending was down as they thought they were going to. So it kind of got extended. They've obviously spent some on the work at the stadium. So things have happened, so I think that's part of it. But I also you know, think there are people now who are ready for this to end, yeah. that it's been out there, you know, 20, it'll be 20 years now, it's been about a year and a half for that stadium already being up and operated, which I find amazing because I can still remember like it was just a few weeks ago, all the arguing and fighting over having that thing built. Well, now the concept here of having to sell off all the stuff inside the BMO Harris Bradley Center, that's going to be one heck of a job. Well, it's going to be fun, though, don't you think? Who wants to own, you know, a Metallica thing or, or who wants to own a, you know, something that was played by Bruce Springsteen? Oh, yeah. Who wants to own Bon Jovi guitar, which I think I want to, but I don't think my wife is going to let me. You know, there's all kinds of fun stuff that's going to be sold there. You're talking from the seats, I think, are going to be sold. You know, the scoreboard, kind of where's that going to end up? I don't think that's obviously not going to get auctioned off, but you have a huge scoreboard there that's going to have to end up somewhere there. They're selling a few things right across the street to the arena. Yeah. But it's going to be kind of a fun auction to watch, and they're trying to raise some money. It's all going to go to charity. It's all going to go to a number of groups in the So I think it's great. I think you'll see a lot of interest. I mean, 20 years is a long time, a lot of memories that were made in that building in you know, actually 30 years i'm sorry 30 years a lot of time a lot of memories a lot of concerts a lot of games people are going to be very interested in it absolutely absolutely you know and it's, it's really it's really funny though how the how the um auditorium the arena has will have outlived the BMO Harris Bradley Center when you stop it it will have it. outlived by a long time I remember going there in the 70s to watch the Bucks play in the 80s early 80s great games but there's sentiment involved there and you know I know you're thinking of something Mark aren't you what do you want for the uh, for your living room or your for your rec room anything fun <laughs> well Any I kind hear, of guitar? I hear, what are hear, you thinking I hear they're selling some nice looking table service Absolutely. they are seriously <laughs> yes uh, They're selling. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you need it in your house, it's probably at the Bradley Center. <laughs> okay. Uh, is this a setback? The streetcar project fell short of getting some additional federal funding to extend it to the new arena. Is this a setback necessarily? It's a setback for now. I think they're confident it will happen over time, but this is the second time they have not won that grant. So it is a setback. You know, they're going to open up this fall kind of with the first leg. Then they're going to go on with the next phase, which is going to go over to the lakefront. So I know that it is moving along. I think what they hope is that once it's up and operating, it's going to end up with a lot more support. You know, right now it's just a theory. It's a concept. No one has seen it. So over the next few months, you're going to see the actual streetcar here. And once they start riding it, I think that's when it'll be interesting to see if the opinions of this project change. Because right now, it's no doubt it's a split project. Mark Cass, editor-in-chief, Milwaukee Business Journal. Mark, as always, we do appreciate it, sir. You have a great week, Mark.